All right, guys, so welcome back to another episode of the Fairly Lame Podcast. As always, my name is Dom, and this is your home of good environmental news from all around the world. This uh, is episode 74, and it is an extremely ocean-focused podcast. It wasn't all that intentional, just the way it worked out. Um, and as always, we'll give you guys a quick overview of what I've got in store for today, or what we've got in store for today. So we'll start off learning about a new enormous deep sea coral reef that's just been discovered off the coast of America, then how manatees in Mexico have been found using an underground river system to get to untouched habitat, the possibility of building an underwater version of the International Space Station, and then for the only uh, non-ocean story of the week, we'll finish up looking at uh, a 1978 Ford Ute slash pickup truck that is now fully electric. Um, and as always, the weekly reminder to keep sending through all the good environmental news that you guys come across either through Instagram uh, is probably the preferred option. But if you're listening on Spotify, like I've mentioned the last few weeks now, there is that box when you go into the episode where you can leave it there uh, or also the YouTube comments as well. But with all that said, let's get into our first story. So like I said, our first story is about how some scientists have discovered a deep sea coral reef bigger than the state of Vermont off the east coast of the US. The reef is made up of over 83,000 coral mountains, which is pretty wild considering it was discovered down on the Blake Plateau, which was previously thought to mostly be a dead zone. The researchers used high-resolution sonar devices to model and visualise the bottom of the ocean, and it's fair to say that they were blown away when they discovered the reef to be 310 miles long and 68 miles wide. At the deepest point, the reef is 1,000 metres below sea level, and because there's rarely any light getting much deeper than 200 metres, all of these corals can't photosynthesise and instead are reliant on capturing floating food particles for energy. And this deep sea reef might not be as pretty as tropical ones like the Great Barrier Reef, but it still provides really important habitat for things like octopus, sharks, swordfish, and probably heaps more species that we don't even know exist yet. And this discovery couldn't have come at a more important time as just a couple weeks ago, we saw Norway become the first country in the world to approve commercial scale deep sea mining. And so findings like this don't just help us learn more about the ocean, but they will be crucial for stopping extremely damaging activities such as oil and mineral extraction from taking place and destroying more incredible ecosystems before we ever get the chance to find them. But at the moment, only around 25% of the seafloor has been mapped, so it's almost guaranteed that there's more and maybe even bigger deep sea coral reefs out there waiting for us to find. Now, the second story on this week's episode is about another extremely exciting discovery, which is that cave divers in Mexico have found manatees using a massive network of underground caves to access pristine habitat. So it's estimated that we lost as much as 20% of the entire manatee population in just two years, largely to starvation caused by hazardous levels of agricultural chemicals in their waterways. But for some much needed good news, just a couple days ago, a mum and her baby were found using a flooded cave system in Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula to swim to some pristine pools. The underground river network was formed over thousands of years by running water dissolving channels through the limestone, and in total, it's estimated that the system is over 16,000 kilometers long. 
The manatees enter from the coast and swim through the caves under the shoreline to open air sinkholes further inland, and because they're so remote and surrounded by dense vegetation, the crystal clear waters haven't been impacted by humans. The cave divers said that they were shocked to find manatees in the area as they've been spoken about like ghosts for so long, but at the moment it's unclear whether the manatees just fled to these channels to avoid tourists or if they were living there all along. Conservationists are now working to map as much of the cave system as possible with a particular focus on finding out where exactly the water comes from as that information will help them combat developments in the area which could potentially pollute or collapse the network. And here are some words from one of the cave divers that discovered the pair. Discovering this magical place makes me very happy because it gives me hope. And I feel that not everything is lost and that we have a very good chance of preserving probably the last of these kind of ecosystems in the coastal area. And so now moving on to another story about the ocean, which is looking at the idea of building an underwater version of the International Space Station to help scientists study the deep sea. So the whole reason for this is to allow researchers to live underwater for an extended period of time and monitor things like the impacts of microplastics, oil spills, ocean acidification and warming on some of the hardest ecosystems for humans to reach. And this might sound like just another one of those crazy ideas, which it could be, but America's National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has actually signed a formal agreement with one of the companies for the purpose of advancing marine science. At the moment, there's a bit of a race going on between companies to build the first one, with one proposed to be located off of a Caribbean island and another one likely up near Wales in the UK. The Welsh station would be in a section of the water column called the Epipelagic Zone, which is where as much as 90% of all marine life is found, and it's also pretty much as deep as photosynthetic organisms can get enough sunlight. The base itself is still really early in the R&D phase, but they're saying that it'll include research laboratories and communal areas, as well as housing pods with the basics like a bed, TV, toilet, and even shower. And the team is currently developing a renewable power source for it, which you would assume would tap into either tidal or wave energy, and they also want to include a bioreactor to help break down all of the waste generated by its inhabitants. And finally, the last story on this week's episode of the Fairly Lame podcast is the first and only one that isn't about the ocean, uh, as instead we'll be looking at a 1978 Ford F100 truck, which is now completely electric. So the car is called the emulator and the outside comes from a 46 year old Ford F100 but the entire drivetrain is out of a 2021 Ford Mustang Mark E GT. The vehicle produces 480 horsepower which is close to triple that of its original engine and it has a range of about 200 kilometers which considering the design and the fact that these old cars are pretty much solid metal isn't too bad. And probably the only way that you'd be able to tell that this is an EV just by looking at it are the tiny cutouts in the number plates for the parking cameras. But on the inside, they've blended the old and new together much more obviously. For example, there's a 10 inch touchscreen, electric seats and wireless chargers, but then they still have the manual window cranks. Unfortunately, this is just a one-off concept car, but it was done to showcase what is possible with Ford's $4,000 electric crate motor that anyone can buy to turn their car into an EV. 
And that isn't the only option, as all over the world, more and more companies are popping up to make people's favourite cars electric, with one company here in Australia called Rove aiming to convert 1,000 this year. So guys, that would do us for another episode of the Fairly Lame Podcast. As always, make sure to keep voting for your favourite story if you're listening on Spotify. I'm not sure if there is a way to do that for Apple. Uh, I think there's other podcast platforms called like Google Podcasts or Google Box, something like that. Uh, or YouTube, um, but I'll see what I can do. It might just be what I use to upload the software, but I will look into it. Um, and yeah, keep sending through your good environmental news. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Have a great rest of the day. Drive to work, drive to the beach, whatever the hell you're doing. We'll talk to you guys then. See ya.